0: Welcome back, everybody. As you can see, we got the whole Christmas set up rolling now. If you don't know this about me already, I'm a sucker for Christmas. I love Christmas. I got my little hat here. I got this tree. I didn't take into account that the lighting would be awkward, so you can't really see the light, but whatever. I enjoy it. And uh, yeah, we're just excited to be here tonight. We're going to cover part two of what the Bible says about faith that moves mountains. I want to remind people quickly before we get into tonight's message that Revival Way Ministries, we are choosing this Christmas to feed 1,000 kids in other countries for a happy Christmas present. You know, every single month we feed 25 children through an organization called Feed the Hungry. But for Christmas, I've decided we're going to feed 1,000 children. So if that is something that you're passionate about and you have a heart to feed hungry kids, stick around for the end of this video. I'm going to give you an opportunity to sew into the ministry and to help us with our vision of feeding a thousand kids. The different ways that you can give are Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, all at Revival Way, or go to my website revivalway.com and click partner financially today. And everybody that's already given, those of you that have partnered with us, we're so thankful for your gift. It's been such a blessing. And uh, yeah, we love you. We just love the fact that people are radical, radical givers. So thank you again for your giving. We're very blessed by it. And these children are going to be very blessed by it. So without further ado, let's get into it. Faith that moves mountains, part number two. Before we get into this, I want to see somebody let me know in the comments on YouTube or on Instagram, let me know what's one thing that you took away from yesterday's message that really just hit you different. Put it in the comments for me. What was what was one point that you wrote down that really just changed things for you yesterday? We'll find out really quickly who takes notes and who doesn't. <laughs> hmm. We'll see who got something from yesterday's message. I'll awkwardly sit here and wait for people. We talked about a handful of things. Someone said, sorry, I didn't get to watch yesterday. That's all right. If somebody's on here that did get to watch yesterday's, what's something that you took away? There we go. <laughs> Haley said the whole message. Faith being faithful when we pass the test. Amen. Amen. Jane Choi said, acting on faith. She said, still struggling with it, though. Well, be encouraged that by the end of the week, you will no longer struggle with acting on your faith. You're going to watch your faith work for you. Amen. Those are good ones. Well, good. I'm glad that people are getting some radical revelation from this. So, part number two to this series, I'm going to tell you how to increase your capacity for faith. And how to apply it to every area of your life. Like I mentioned yesterday, faith is not just getting saved. Faith doesn't stop at giving your life to Jesus. Faith starts at giving your life to Jesus. I want you to type that in the comments for me. Say, faith starts at giving your life to Jesus. A lot of Christians are almost trained in religious circles that that's where faith ends. Alright, I gave my life to Jesus and that's all the faith that I needed. No, no. That is where faith actually begins. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, as you read from verse 8 through 17, it says that faith is how you receive, you hear the word of God. As you hear it, you begin to believe in your heart that Jesus is the son of God, and then you confess with your mouth, and that's how you're saved. But then immediately after, Paul actually tells you how to increase your faith. See, when faith gets in you, faith is substance, if you remember yesterday, We talked about how you are a vessel to maintain and contain the substance called faith, which comes from revelation knowledge. So hearing and hearing the word increases your capacity to hold the substance of revelation knowledge of faith. And as that substance increases, it pushes out depression. It pushes out anxiety. It pushes out all of these wild things that the devil tries to hold you down with, and it will activate Faith in your life, which will activate the scriptures coming to pass in your life. That is when you'll watch the word become a lamp under your feet. Faith moves mountains. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. That's why Paul said immediately once you get saved, this is how to increase your faith. Hearing and hearing the word. Hearing and hearing the word. Hearing and understanding. Meditating, focusing, becoming the Word. Immediately, He tells you how to increase your faith. Because you're going to need it in other areas of your life. Amen. Amen. Now, here's the simple thing. This is very simple revelation, but it will have massive impact on your life if you can apply it. Correctly. If you understand what the Bible says, you can have faith for anything. Go to Mark chapter 11 with me. If you simply believe God at His Word, that's what we spoke about yesterday. Faith is believing God at His Word. If you can simply believe God at His Word... You can have faith for anything. Mark 11, starting in verse 20. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. The literal translation of that statement is have the God kind of faith. Have the same faith that God has. By his same word, it's God's same word that's in him, that's in you. Have the same substance of revelation knowledge that God has. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. So, look at, the, look at that verse. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. Look at how many times Jesus mentions What you say. Let's count how many times he says, says. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass. It will be done for him. Or other translations say he will have whatsoever he says. That's what the new King James version says. Hey, Mary King on YouTube. Good to see you. God bless you. God bless everybody on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube right now, let me know in the comments where you're watching from. So three times, Jesus says that your faith has to do with your words. Otherwise, your confession. As the substance of revelation knowledge from God's word gets inside of you, what you believe in your heart will come out of your mouth. Remember, Jesus said, out of the mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's in your heart? Is it rap music? Is it one-liners from your favorite movie? Or is God's word in your heart? What substance is in your heart? Out of the substance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And whatever comes out of your mouth will surely come to pass. If you don't doubt in your heart, but you have the God faith, and you believe that whatsoever you say it will come to pass without doubting. So Jesus says that by faith... By increasing your faith, by listening to God's word, believing on it, not doubting, and speaking, even mountains in your life will be cast up and thrown out. Even John the Baptist said, May every mountain be brought low and every valley be made high to make clear a path for the Lord. As a Christian, your very words will pull valleys up, will bring mountains down, will clear a clear or will make a straight path. For the Lord to move in your life. Based on the abundance of your heart and what comes out of your mouth. Have faith in God. Have faith in his word. And have faith that as these words leave your mouth, they will come to pass. And you will have what you say. God's word is alive and active. Hi Hillary, good to see you. It's alive, and it's active. So how do we increase in faith for different areas of our lives? Well, good to see you in Australia, by the way, and in South Bend, Indiana. I love you. we got our faithful people on. That's right. Brother Colton says, when men say there's a casting down, I say there's a lifting up. You know who said that? The great life of Job. A lot of people like to... Uh, point out the terrible things that happened in Job's life. But God even said through Job, when men say there's a casting down, when men say that all hell's breaking loose, you're going to say there's a rising up. Praise the Lord. So find the different areas in your life that you need faith for God to move in. And he'll move according to the words that come out of your mouth. So I had four points listed for tonight. Number one, remember faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. What's getting inside of you all day long? Are you listening to preaching or are you watching Disney movies? Are you listening to the word of God being brought forth? Or are you listening to your favorite country song? What is getting into your ears? Because what gets into your ears and what gets into your eyes will make its way into your heart. Number two, if you understand what the Bible says pertaining to topics in your life. You recognize that the Bible has an answer for every issue in your life. You will ultimately find the answer to that issue in God's word. I'll be praying, Hillary. Thanks for letting me know. Which leads me to point number three. Whatever topic you require faith for. You can find it in the Word. So, number one, finances. All right, you need a breakthrough in finances. Lord, I know that faith moves your heart. I need faith for finances. Go to Deuteronomy 28, go to Malachi 3. Find out what the Bible says pertaining to finances. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28 pertaining to finances. That God's blessings will surely overtake you if you listen to His voice and you obey His word. It says you'll be blessed going in, you'll be blessed coming out. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Always on top, never beneath. You will lend and never borrow. It says in the book of Job that you will store up gold as dust. Whatever topic you need an answer for, it's in the word. If you need to know how to brush your teeth, the Bible says cleanliness is close to godliness. (laughs) Amen. Whatever answer you need, it's in the Word. So finances, Deuteronomy 28, Malachi 3. You say, thank you God that in Malachi 3, you said that you'll rebuke the devourer for my sake. That because I'm a tither and I bring my offerings to the house of God, and to your servants that I'm guaranteed to have such massive overload and overflow in my storehouses, it's a problem for me. Haley said, what was the second point again? If you understand what the Bible says, you can have faith for it. Hello, Christopher in Flint, Michigan. God bless you. Good to see you, Jordan, on YouTube as well. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, whether you're watching live or after it's posted, make sure you give this video a thumbs up. If you're not subscribed already, subscribe and share it with a friend. So what about healing? Maybe you need a miracle in healing right now. Psalm 91. The Bible says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. You'll abide in the shadow or the protection of the Almighty. Which means sickness and disease won't come near you. Health will overtake you. Sickness will flee from you because it's an enemy. And in Deuteronomy 28, it says your enemies will come before you one way and flee seven ways. That's right, Colton. Isaiah said, put me in remembrance of my word. Remind God of his word. Believe it. Speak it. Like I said yesterday, God told Reinhard Bonnke, my word in your mouth is just as powerful as my word in my mouth. So believe it and speak it. But there's two different types of speaking God's word. Some people speak out of carnality. It gets in here, but it never gets in here. You can preach information all day long, and it won't do anything other than uh, maybe make you a moral person. But even then, it won't change you from the inside out. Revelation carries weight, and it carries the power of God's Holy Ghost. So it's got to be alive in you when it really, the light just turns on. The Bible says the entrance of your word brings light. When suddenly that light goes off in your spirit and you say, wow, God wants me to live in abundance, not in a curse. He paid the price for the curse. And then you start speaking like that. You start believing like that. And those are the words that come out of your mouth. Eventually, those words will clear a path for you. They will be a lamp under your feet a great man of God Pastor Stan Pody down in Louisiana he's a musician and he's got these albums that I listen to I'm not even kidding on repeat I've probably I'm a little biased I love him with my whole heart but I've probably listened to his music more than any person on the face of the planet just in the past couple months that I've known him like I've had these songs on repeat he's got these songs about living in the blessings about supernatural increase, about how finances will come to you from every which way because what you sow is what you'll also reap. And I sing these songs and they, they're they in my heart. They're alive in me. its He sings just scripture. It's all scripture. And the word's alive in me. And I sing it and I dance to it. And money just comes from every direction. Doors open up like crazy. I've been singing these songs and every Bible verse that I sing off of these songs is coming to pass in my life. There's power in God's word when it's alive and active in you and it leaves your mouth. When it's alive and active in you and it leaves your mouth. There's power. So number three, what about freedom? You need Maybe you need freedom in your life. Acts chapter 10, 38, you start believing. The Bible said Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. And he went around doing good and healing everyone who was oppressed. If you have oppression in your life, Jesus healed everyone. You know Hebrews 13.8 says he's the same yesterday, today, forevermore. You start believing God's word. You write it down. You believe it. You speak it. You start declaring and confessing. Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth, he says, grab four or five scriptures. Actually, I'll, I'll take Pastor Stan's example. Pastor Stan said, take five scriptures pertaining to every giant in your life. In the same way David took five smooth stones, you start slinging those scriptures at your giant. If you have a financial giant in your life, find five scriptures pertaining to financial breakthrough. Obey them, believe them, obey them, speak them out and start slinging them at your giant. And that is what will cause breakthrough in your life. So whatever topic that you need breakthrough in, Wherever you need an answer from God, it's in the Word. I remember when I first saw a breakthrough in my life in that area. When I I first got baptized in the Holy Ghost a number of years ago, I had this revelation that literally every answer I ever needed was in the Bible. And when you realize that, it does something to you. When you realize that every answer you'll ever need is actually in the Bible... You won't go to Google all the time. You won't go to YouTube. You won't be calling up your bro asking what you should do with this situation. You'll seek the face of God and you'll find the answer in his word. And God will show himself strong on your behalf and you'll have breakthrough in your life. So how do you increase in your faith? Get the word in you all day long. I remember when I used to work, I was a window washer. And, uh, I also had started a a media business a couple of years ago before the Lord called me into the ministry and I was being raised up. And as I was being raised up to preach the word, I went through, a, I went through God's Bible college let just put it that way. (laughs) So God took me through his own form of Bible college, what you'd call the wilderness. And, uh, I mean, I've still been in it for the past, even though people see on social media that I'm out and preaching and. And I preach on here all the time. The reality is I've been, I've been hid away. God's hid me away to be raised up as a man of God, to study the word, to spend time in prayer, to spend time fasting, to get experience while I'm doing it, but also to learn these things about the word. And I remember that there was a season where I was working and uh, before I went full time into the ministry. And as I was working, I would wash windows for eight to 10 hours a day. And then I'd go home and I'd, I'd work on my business as well. And for those 8 to 10 hours a day that I would wash windows, I would have my headphones in and I would listen to preaching all day long. I'm not even exaggerating. 8 to 10 hours of all day preaching. Every podcast. Every podcast that I could find of Evangelist Jonathan, of Dr. Rodney. All these great men and women of God. I would listen to hours. 8 to 10 hours a day. You know, the average Christian listens to like... 35 minutes of preaching a week, just their Sunday service where they got a couple hymns and a her, and then they got word, and then they got the sermon. This is just, it's just typically pitiful. And then they get some cake and coffee on their way out. Cause there's no Holy ghost. Mandy said, I drive a semi and listen to sermons and podcasts all day. Amen, Mandy. That's exactly right. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. What's getting in your ears? So the average Christian probably gets 30 to 35 minutes of preaching every single week. And even that, depending on what church you're at, typically isn't uh, top notch. I spent eight hours a day for years <laughs> listening to preaching. Even when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I'm not saying it's like boast. I'm just making a point. Even when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, I locked myself in my apartment for like three months. And I wouldn't leave. I left to eat. I left to go to the gym. And I left to go to church. And that was literally it. I locked myself away for three months and I just devoured this. Because Jesus said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. What is your sustenance? My sustenance is God's word. If I had to choose between eating a meal and reading a chapter of the Bible, I'd choose the Bible every day of the week. So that's how you got to treat it. If you'll even just be somebody that listens to an hour of preaching every day, you'll have the vast majority of Christians beat. And it's not about this competition. But it is about growing your spirit, man. God's word increases your capacity by revelation knowledge to become the word. As the word gets in you, you become the word, the image of Christ from glory to glory with unveiled face. So what gets in you will ultimately come out of you. Amen. So listen, and and if you need stuff to listen to, I've got a podcast. Listen to my podcast. Listen to Faith Church Rustin's podcast with Pastor Stan Pody. Listen to Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth's podcast. Find men and women of God that you feel called to follow and that you are fed from. And listen to them. Get them in your ears. Because it'll actually build faith in your life. You'll watch as giants just start falling down because you're getting the word in you all the time. And you just get this faith that makes you just free as a bird. You get this faith in you that makes you take the promised land like Joshua. You get this faith in you, that different spirit of faith like Caleb had, to go take that mountain no matter if you're 85 years old or not. You'll get that spirit of faith to start slaying those giants. You'll get that spirit of faith that puts you in a position to lead a mighty generation like Abraham did and like David did. Mary said, what's your podcast called? Is it under your name? Yes. My podcast, you just look up Talon Michael Revival Way, you'll find my podcast. God's Word is all that should ultimately matter in your life. From a bird's eye view. Like John Osteen used to say. My Bible, I am what it says I am. I am who it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. Treat your Bible like that every day. It is God speaking to you. God's word will get in you, and it will come out of you, and it will have the same effect that it had when it came out of Jesus. You know, let me show you what faith will do, and then I'll hang out with people. We'll take an offering real quick for for the kids that we're feeding for Christmas, as well as the advancement of the gospel. In Acts chapter 14, listen to this story. Listen to what God's word will do. This is how powerful the word of God is. I want you to listen to this. Acts chapter 14 starting in verse 8. It says, Now at Lystra there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. Not, not like he walked a little bit as a kid and then he ended up in a wheelchair. This man had never used his legs. But listen to this. He listened to Paul's preaching And Paul, looking intently at him, seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. That is how much power God's word has. Paul preaching the word. And this man who had never walked in his life, when the word began to get in him, Paul said, Stand up! And the man got up just like nothing had ever happened. That is what God's word will do in you today. It'll do that in your life right now. God's no respecter of persons. What God did for that man, God will do for you right now. Maybe you need to get out of a wheelchair. Get up. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Be healed in Jesus' name. You need breakthrough? Get your breakthrough in Jesus' name. Sow a seed. Believe God. Step into your faith. Just like yesterday, the four key ingredients. You got to hear, you got to believe, you got to speak, and you got to act on God's word. And that's when you'll watch faith move mountains in your life in Jesus mighty mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, I really like Christmas music and I want to get my Christmas music playing on a uh, playing on YouTube. We'll give people an opportunity to sow into the ministry as well. Oh, praise the Lord. Check this out. Hey, glory to God. Is this my Christmas music? Maybe not. There it is. Cool. Got my Christmas music playing on YouTube. I'm going to give people an opportunity to sow into the ministry. And we're going to hang out. I told you guys that starting this week, I was going to start hanging out with people and answering questions. So if people have questions about faith, about the Bible. Maybe you just want to ask me a question about the ministry, about social media. This is where you'll get time to ask me questions. So if you have questions, ask them now. You want to know how I reached 1.8 million followers on TikTok? What, what do you want? What do we got? But before people ask questions, I want to give you an opportunity to sow into the ministry as well. Just so you guys know, I've purposed it in my heart. We're going to feed a thousand kids this Christmas. Hallelujah. And I'm so excited about it. It brings me so much joy to feed kids. But the purpose behind it is because the Bible says, take care of those that can't take care of themselves. Feed the hungry. Take care of the poor. So that's what we're doing. And also the promise behind it is that there's a blessing attached. God says that there's a blessing to those that take care of the poor, that feed the hungry. So when you give to us, oh, thank you, Sabrina. For your financial donation god bless you so much people are already giving. i didn't even take the offering yet hallelujah <laughs> eric stone on facebook good to see you melissa hello god bless you oksana good to see you oksana thank you for your giving as well but the bible says there's a blessing attached so when people give financially To taking care of those that can't take care of themselves. God sees it and he honors it. And you can guarantee that God will not be mocked. Whatever you sow, you will reap. So on YouTube you can see the different ways that you can give into the ministry. And the different ways that you can give into the ministry are through Venmo, through Cash App, through PayPal. At RevivalWay.com. Thank you Jordan. Like you guys know I give shout outs to everybody that gives. So Sabrina just gave. Jordan just gave. Thank you Jordan. For your giving god bless you revival way on Venmo on cash app and on PayPal as well and for those that want to give big sometimes we get people that want to give a thousand or more if you want to give a thousand or more you can give through these ways or you can give it our website RevivalWay.com. and anybody that becomes a financial partner at a hundred dollars or more What I'm going to do is I'm going to send you my favorite book, The Seven Laws That You Must Honor in Order to Have Uncommon Success in Your Life by Dr. Mike Murdoch. This book changed my life and it'll change yours. So anybody that gives $100 or more, I'll send you this book or anyone that becomes a partner at $100 or more, which means you partner with us every month at $100 or more. That's just over $3 a day. You will receive this book as well as a very precious thank you from me because I love you and I appreciate your giving so much. As well as you'll be added to a private Zoom session that we do every month where I teach you the ins and outs of social media evangelism, in-person evangelism. I teach you different things pertaining to the word. You get to ask me questions. So you'll get private access to me on Zoom that's only for monthly partners at $100 or more. So I'll give people some time to give and uh, I'll shout people out for giving. Mackenzie gave, thank you so much. Faith over flesh, thank you so much for your giving. That's Mary King. God bless you, Mary. I love you. You've been so faithful. And also, like I said last night, remember with with finance with finances, faith works the same way. When you're believing God for financial breakthrough, you sow in faith. You believe God in his word and you sow financially in faith. And as you sow financially in faith, you believe God to show up in a mighty way in your finances. So giving looks different for everybody. Some people can give a thousand. Thank you, Edgar Dave, for your giving. Other people can give 5000 Maybe you have a business you need financial breakthrough in. So out of that business. For me, I just went and saw a minister this past week. And uh, sowed a $600 seed into a minister to receive impartation and grace and to honor the man of God. And to believe God for financial breakthrough in my own ministry. God has blessed this man's ministry. So I took $600, 13 and a half hours away. I went, blessed his wife with a meal, two apparently. I didn't mean to do two, but two. And then I sowed into his ministry, $600. And that's going to be more. I'm going to partner with him monthly as well. But that was just the seed that I believed God for. $600, believe God for a hundredfold return, that's $60,000. So I sowed and I attached my faith to it. And I believed God for financial breakthrough. So do that as well with your finances as well. To watch God do major breakthrough in your life. And we'll just hang out for a little bit. I like to talk to people. Let me know where you're watching from in the comments on Instagram and on YouTube. Jesus Reigns Restoration Ministry. God bless you. Jane Choi said, I've been struggling with obedience And I've been asking for obedience, full surrender. What should I do? I pray, but I keep looking elsewhere at times, and that frustrates me. Obedience is just as simple as it sounds. I know that's probably not exactly what you want to hear. But that's just the reality. Obedience is actually how God learns to trust you. I remember Lester Sumrall shared a story, Dr. Lester Sumrall. And he had shared that when he turned 70 years old, and this man, by the age of 70, he had planted many churches. He had done great things for the kingdom of God. And when he turned 70, the Lord spoke to him and he said, Now I can trust you. (laughs) After he had already been faithfully serving God for over 50 years. And God said, Now I can trust you. See, God will test people's obedience for 50 years before he trusts them with major increase in their life. So it's actually extremely important to take obedience very seriously. Start with the little things. God will start with little things in your life. God will start with minor areas in your life. He'll test you to see if, maybe he'll speak to you to give $20 to somebody who's hungry. And he'll see if you do. And if you don't, then he won't bless your finances. But let's say that you do. He sees that you were faithful with that 20. So all of a sudden you see like 200 come in the next week. You get a $200 bonus at work. And then he'll test you a little bit later and he'll say, all right, why don't you give $100 to this homeless man? And he'll see if you're faithful with it. And if you're not, then he'll keep you at that level until you're faithful with it. And then if you are faithful with it, all of a sudden you'll see a 10-fold return or a 30-fold return or a 100-fold return. And all of a sudden, like a couple months from then, You like win the lottery or something like that. And $1,000 comes in. And then God's like, all right, give this person $500. You just see how God will be faithful to test your obedience constantly. Because God is looking to bless you, but he won't bless you too much to where it corrupts your character. God will bless you according to your character. Aiden said, what types of books do you recommend for Zoom meeting for growing evangelizing? Um, if you're going to read books about evangelizing, well, if you're going to have an evangelistic ministry, you're going to have to know how finances work. So any book that discusses finances, Financial Overflow by Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth is a great book. It teaches you what the Bible says pertaining to money, which is very important. Uh, Also, you'll need to know how to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So that's crucial as well. So I would recommend Howard Carter's book on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. As well as Dr. Rodney Howard Brown's book on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Those would be two good ones. Those will help you with evangelism. Praise God. Alexandra K. Ministries. How to set boundaries with unsaved parents? Well, that's a great question. I'm not exactly familiar with what your boundaries are, but I have unsaved family as well. And there's been times where I've had to set boundaries to where I don't hang out with them a lot. And uh, the reality is, as Jesus said, only those who are willing to love their mother, their father, their spouse, their brother, their sister, their relatives less than me are willing to be my disciple. So, as tough as it might be, those boundaries are crucial. And the boundaries that I would set is hang out with them until you notice that they're having more of an influence on you than you are on them. So the moment that you feel a shift, because you'll hang out with them and they might ask you questions about your relationship with the Lord, you're going to feel that you're having an influence on them. As soon as you feel that start to shift, create distance. And then go back in when you feel that there's That your influence is superseding theirs. And just do that over and over again until eventually they get saved. Yana said the other night my brother asked me that if God is all-knowing, that means he knew that Satan would turn against him. And his question is why would he continue to create the human race knowing this? That's a great question. See, God knows every outcome for every decision that any person could ever make. That's the whole point of free will. But God loves you so much that he gives every creation the opportunity to make that decision. He knows the reward of good decisions and he knows every consequence of bad decisions. But God still gives you the chance to make a good or a bad decision. There's a very simple answer to your very deep question. How do I feel when I trust God? (laughs) It gets easier and easier over time. I love it. There's You know how nice it is just being able to wake up and like trust the Lord and say I have no worries in my life? To literally just wake up and say, man, God is good all the time. (laughs) All the time. Praise God. Well, everybody, I'm going to give people one more opportunity to sow into the ministry. And, uh, Then we're going to go to bed. Don't forget. If you want to get some AirPods. Go watch my video on Instagram about how to get the AirPods. And how to get a Christmas present before Christmas. I'm really excited to give these Christmas presents away. But we reached over 200 million people last year. My goal is to reach 200 million people for Christ. The reality is, is that my generation, Generation Z is not in great shape right now, but God has a plan for Generation Z to be saved. Depression went through the roof last year. Suicide rates went through the roof last year. The devil has tried to annihilate Generation Z, but it will not happen while I walk the earth. I feel the call of God, thank you Haley for sowing a seed, God bless you. I feel the call of God to be responsible for Generation Z. Amongst other evangelists that the Lord will raise up. But I have a burden in my heart to see God save Generation Z. So this generation will be saved. And if you have a heart to help us feed a thousand kids this Christmas, this is how you can help us financially. And if you have a heart to see the gospel go forth and to change Generation Z and to watch the greatest revival that's ever hit the planet take place, this is how you can help us. You can help us financially through Venmo, through Cash App, through PayPal, All at Revival Way. Or you can go to my website, RevivalWay.com and become a monthly partner. I encourage you, become a monthly partner today. And I'm so thankful for all of you that give. The Bible says that when you send out a preacher with your finances, meaning that you sow into my ministry in order for me to reach the multitudes, that God actually credits it to your account in heaven. So everything that my ministry does on the earth, you will also receive credit for it in heaven as a reward because you supported me financially. That's how God good it. That's how good God is. Isn't that great? What a blessing. So as you know with our ministry we're gonna feed a thousand kids this Christmas and we're so thankful for it. We also support eight other ministries financially. so when your finances come in you help us feed a thousand kids. you also help us to support eight other ministries that are leading people to Jesus and also feeding hungry kids as well. And the year 2022 is going to be the most powerful year that this ministry has ever had. We have events lined up almost all year long. Almost every month, we're going to be doing a massive gathering, and we're so excited for it. So if you want to help me in spreading the gospel and feeding the hungry, this is how you can do it. Let me pray for people as you're getting ready to give. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for every person that supports this ministry tonight financially. And I thank you that your word says, as they sow into this ministry, that they will be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I join my faith with them, and according to their faith, let their harvest be unto them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you, everybody. And like I always say, take a time tonight to sow the biggest financial seed you've ever sown and watch what God will do with it. I remember when I sowed $1,000 for the first time, it was the scariest moment of my life. But God broke through and I saw almost $20,000 come in shortly after. So God used the little bit that I had to see financial breakthrough in my life. And that seed is still multiplying because the Bible says that a $1,000 seed can reap a $100,000 harvest. So God is still bringing finances to me according to that seed. And if God did it for me, he'll do it for you. I love you guys so much. And I bless you with my whole heart. Be blessed today in your giving. And thank you so much. We love you. Have a great and awesome, happy Thanksgiving. I'll see you back on Friday for our third and final part of Faith That Moves Mountains. God bless you, everybody. I love you so much. Ma, Adios.